Katie Keller, editor with Clarence Jobs. Today, I was joined by General Patrick Michaelis, who is serving as the Deputy Commanding General of Operations for the United States Army Recruiting Command. We discussed their upcoming virtual campaigns and how the Recruiting Command has been handling COVID. So thank you again for joining me, sir. And could you tell me, how long have you been in this role? Appreciate uh, you inviting me to your show today. I've been part of United States Army Recruiting Command for about a year as its deputy commanding general. In a former time, I was a brigade commander within the same formation. I've been in the Army for about 30 years. I'm an armored cavalryman by trade, and I'm pretty excited to be here with you today. I'm sure you have some excellent stories from being in the Army. Um, So specifically now, though, especially with you know, COVID-19, how has that changed the day-to-day and maybe how have your former positions in the Army helped you through the last few months of the pandemic? So pretty significantly, quite frankly, when March came around, our recruiting goals for the year, we were going pretty well and we were well ahead of our glide path. But we took what we thought was prudent risk to protect the force by moving the 1400 recruiting stations we have around the United States and moving into the into a telework virtual environment. And the reality has is we've gone into the virtual environment full on without a doubt. To go to the second part of your question of how has 30 years of being in the Army helped in this process. So with multiple deployments underneath our belt, uh, great Army leadership within the United States Army's recruiting command and the Army itself we looked at risk to mission and risk to force. And in this particular case, uh, we put risk to force above the risk to mission pretty substantially until we figured out what COVID actually meant to us. And then we figured out how to mitigate risk to force by using a pretty robust scientific model where we looked at health conditions across the country by county. And then we looked at active risk mitigation measures in terms of our station utilization And we really look at this every single day in the way we are using our recruiting stations, but expanding our presence in the virtual space, quite frankly, because that's where the youth market's at today and where we can best connect with the youth market about opportunities available to serve in in this great army. Such an interesting time. You have to balance, you know, keeping folks safe, but you still need to get the job done. But you're exactly right. You know, we're seeing that with Gen Z coming into the workforce and enlisting it's they are you know in cyberspace but that's excellent that the army has been able to move these campaigns virtual and i'm sure there have been a few growing pains but um you know i'm really excited about army national hiring days and being an army-wide virtual campaign showcasing the u.s army's career options trying to inspire individuals to consider military service. So tell me, how does this process from folks that may be listening and may be interested in enlisting in the Army, how does the process differ from, you know, the usual? Army National Hiring Days is really a response to changes in the environment. COVID was one, kind of the social unrest uh, that we're seeing across the country is two. And you balance that against the Army's requirement to us uh, to be able to bring in talent into the Army. So what we are launching essentially at the end of this month, and we're in the soft open right now, is our first all-Army virtual hiring campaign with a big goal, take Jim Collins-type goal of hiring 10,000 new soldiers for our team by the 2nd of July. 
and it's the time period that we call it Army National Hiring Days is the 30th of June to 2 July. But we are hiring for the regular Army, so folks who are active duty every single day and part-time hiring in the Army Reserve and the National Guard and also the hiring for our officer corps in the Reserve Officer Training Corps that we have in our colleges and universities. So we are offering a, uh, a, a qualified applicant's uh, a $2,000 bonus for this time only to join the Army. And we think we've got a pretty good comprehensive benefits package that give our soldiers and families peace of mind. We have health coverage, we have housing that we take care of, and we offer some pretty substantial bonuses in the form of jobs that, that we need to get filled pretty quickly, around about $40,000 for folks coming out of college, $65,000 in student loan repayment, and folks that are in the Army itself, $2,000 in tuition assistance. And here's the kicker, you know, so for folks who are young and kind of thinking about what they want to do in life and want to serve their nation in some way, shape, or form, when you join the Army, serve for a certain period of time, you're eligible for the GI Bill, which is 36 months of paid college for wherever you get into. And we think that's pretty substantial. So big initiative. We have aligned the Army's marketing efforts around a single kind of theme, which is join us, directed towards a single landing page in the Army's goarmy.com forward slash hiring days. And we're all in on this and we're pretty excited about it. So the goal is to hire 10,000 new soldiers. That's so great. So what kind of positions are you going to have available? We offer about 150 different part-time and full-time career options, quite frankly. So if you think about having to take a small city, pick it up and move it someplace and then project from it, that's what we do. So anywhere from truck drivers to communication specialists to mechanics to nurses, we are a good reflection of society in terms of what we need to be able to do. We've got some short-term requirements that we're looking for that offer some pretty big incentives associated with it. And that's in, it's in folks like that want to be infantry and, and armored crewmen and space and missile defense crew members. We've got psychological operators and uh, cryptological linguists right now that we're looking for in the short term. But we look over the course of the next year and what the Army needs, and that's what we go after. So if you think about it in terms of things you're interested in, I guarantee you the Army's got something that's lined with what you're interested in. Oh, sir, when you say psyops and crypto linguists, you're making me miss recruiting right now. And that, I, that's that I, it's so nice to hear those things. So 150 different part-time and full-time occupations. So what does the ideal applicant look like to join the army in your eyes? Yeah, so we look for a pretty diverse army. We want to be reflective of society. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the reality is from a diversity perspective, we are, we bring in about 49% minority. We are a reflection of society in terms of socioeconomic standards. But when we look at someone to be in the army today, we're looking for someone who has got the academic aptitude, they're physically fit, and they've got a moral compass. Those are three pretty important criteria to us. The Army made a contract, or the nation made a contract with itself about 47 years ago to go to an all-volunteer force. That force has gotten smaller, but more technical and sophisticated. And we also rely more and more today on decisions made at the lowest level to be able to operate within the commander's intent. So that means we need people who can think, who are physically fit and can make decisions within a set of values. Um, and our values in the Army are a reflection of our natural values that are a reflection of the moral code, so moral uh, natural code. It is actually 
tougher today to get into the army than it is to get into college, which is a pretty amazing statistic. What a an entity of our society. I mean, the army is looking for higher echelons of people, but having that drive, I'm sure, and that motivation is just a huge part of it as well. When I go around and I talk to places that are away from our post camps and stations, so 50 to 75 miles outside our post camps and stations where you don't have a, a familiarity with people who are serving. When I talk to communities and I talk to influencers and I talk to soldiers or people who are considering joining the Army, I think about the return back to the community that you get from a crucible experience in some ways of going through initial training in a, in a term of service. You bring back a character ground in discipline, ground in values, ground in kind of a never quit attitude, grit, for lack of a better term, that it's actually, I think, beneficial to our nation as a whole. So the opportunity to serve is an opportunity to also challenge yourself and be the best version of yourself. Great way to say that. So you did, um, you know, list out some of the perks, but Currently, the Army is in their soft opening, so you're asking applicants to connect with you between, mm -hmm. I guess it started June 10th and by July 2nd, and you can receive an extra $2,000 bonus or a four-year scholarship when you join, which is just amazing. Could you, again, list out those other perks of joining the Army? Best place to go to, to learn all this, uh, if, you're, if you're really interested, is go to our landing page at goarmy.com forward slash hiring days, or just go to the goarmy.com site and it, it'll give you a link to it. So we look at, in kind of a, a very concise way to say it, we're offering qualified applicants an additional $2,000 bonus for joining uh, during Army National Hiring Days period. 150 job occupations, both part-time and full-time opportunities, and 50 healthcare provider specialties, too. It, we offer 100% of Army careers with professional certifications and credentials, so on the backside of a term of service that translates to civilian careers. And for key occupational specialties, up to $40,000 in bonuses, $65,000 in student loan repayment, and folks who are trying to complete their degrees while they're serving, $4,000 in tuition assistance. And those who join the Army in the, the active Army are eligible for the uh, GI Bill. That's 36 months of paid tuition at a university that you are accepted into. So pretty substantial benefits. And then even the, the things that I didn't talk about, benefits package uh, in terms of health care for you and your family, housing allowances, it's pretty substantial for someone to uh, raise their right hand and serve their nation. We uh, look very highly on those folks. Oh yeah, no, I mean, th that benefits package sounds so great. And you know, one of the silver linings with COVID is it has changed the way we operate as a society, I think across industries, but I know right. specifically in defense and our military, um, Army National Hiring Days, sort of this new effort, you know, testing the Army's digital footprint, trying to encourage young people to consider serving, you know, for the Army. What does it look like after folks apply? Um, if you could walk through that process for the folks that might not be familiar. Let me address it in two parts. First is I, sure. uh, I want to make sure that your audience understands that we are following pretty strict protocols when it comes to COVID-19. So mm -hmm. when you walk into a recruiting station, 
We have some pretty strict health and safety protocols to include uh, personal protective equipment, social distancing, limiting access to space in some ways to make sure we have the right distance. Future soldiers, people who have signed their contract that prepare to go to basic training, we ask them to self-quarantine for two weeks prior to their ship dates. They're screened prior to departure to go to basic training. And then their first two weeks of basic training, they go into essentially a controlled monitoring environment before we actually introduce them into the training base itself. So we take a pretty rigorous approach when it comes to how we mitigate risk and reduce risk associated with COVID. When someone goes to GoArmy.com and clicks on the Army hiring days, they'll be asked a series of questions and what their interests are, and they can almost apply for the Army right there on, online. And their information will be routed to a local recruiter, and that local recruiter will give them a call talking about uh, potential career options, whether they do it virtually by FaceTime or Skype, or they do it as they come into the recruiting station itself or on the phone. It will begin the conversation about what interests that particular individual has, what their life goals are, and then if they express interest, have them do the ASVAB test, which allows us to understand what options are available to them. And that'll start the process for joining the Army, quite frankly. With this virtual campaign and the changes that Army Recruiting Command has had to make because of COVID, do you think that the pandemic maybe has created a space where Army recruiting is kind of changed for the future? Oh, yeah. So we are not looking back to go do things the old way. I mean, uh, you know, the Army wasn't immune to the ramifications of the pandemic. What we have found is that uh, we have been involved in the digital and virtual space uh, for quite a few years, but we really jumped into it in a big way over the last two years because we went to telework, which was actually kind of virtual work of our recruiters, they have found really creative ways to reach out to local communities. And it's really to establish relationships with the youth market. We've done esports tournaments, sponsor those, fitness challenges on a daily kind of basis from home, live video Q&A sessions with recruiters on what it's like to be in the Army. And, and oh, by the way, recruiters have interests outside the Army, too, our, our non-commissioned officers that serve their cooking shows in, in some ways. Any way to, to create a relationship, quite frankly, because we want people to understand that when you join the Army, you are an individual contributor to a team. Our recruiters have learned new skills that will change the way we connect with today's youth. We're not looking back. We're looking forward on how we streamline our processes and the policy to amplify processing within the digital space. I mean, at one point in time, what we learned over these past three or four months is that if someone wanted to join that was age 17, they have to, because they're below the age of 18, they have to get uh, signatures of their parents or guardians. We would have to do physical observation, witness of those signatures. Well, we've changed the policy that allows someone on the other side of, a, of FaceTime or whatever digital video messaging system that you have that a recruiter can witness those signatures. These sorts of things are small changes but have big impact on recognizing that in the COVID environment, we are going to have to change the way we do business, but it also accelerates where we want to be as a recruiting force on behalf of the Army in maximizing the potential in the virtual space to provide opportunities. Silver lining, I found that, you know, within defense, U.S. defense can be just as efficient. And I, I just find that so great and even more efficient, you know, in a digital environment. 
Right. Right. Absolutely. And we've taken, so we're, we're the army. So we do, we're pretty good at being very reflective and critical of ourselves. We are in the middle of our after action review of our initial decisions we made in relation to COVID and, and conducting business in the virtual environment. And we're learning from those and adapting and moving out. In fact, Army National Hiring Days, quite frankly, is a recognition that the virtual space is an important space where not only the youth market, but their influencers reside. So most of what we're doing in terms of the marketing and the advertising and the media associated with Army National Hiring Days is in the virtual space, not in the physical space. That's a pretty bold maneuver, quite frankly, for an organization that's very used to doing face-to-face prospecting. Absolutely, I'm sure. So are there any other things that we didn't touch on that you'd like folks to know about Army National Hiring Days? To close, I thank you very much uh, for your time and speaking uh, with me today. It's uh, I, Quite frankly, we are looking at uh, expanding the awareness of the National Hiring Days campaign to communicate an effort that the force is clearly understanding of what's happening in as a reaction to COVID. Also what's happening in terms of the social disruption that's happening in our society today. We believe that we are a diverse organization. The Army offers purpose, belonging, and a pathway. We embrace diversity as a way to maximize individual talent increase morale and enhance our effectiveness. In fact, we think we are a leading advocate for diversity in our country itself. That doesn't excuse the the, the reality that we need to be very, very brutal with ourselves and, and confront racism wherever it may be. The Army as, a, as an entity is a great opportunity to be the best version of yourself. And with over 150 different occupations, both part-time and full-time, in the medical field, outside the medical field, as an enlisted soldier, as an officer itself, with incredible incentives, we think go to goarmy.com slash hiring days. Think about it. Talk to a local recruiter. They can help move you through this idea, whether you're texting with them or talking with them or FaceTiming with them. We provide opportunity to the Army and to our nation in quite a big way, Katie. And I think that's what I close on. Excellent. Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook without my last question that I ask everyone who joins me on ClearedCast. I ask all my guests, what was your favorite place that you've been stationed at and why? Oh, wow. So I've got 48 years of being associated with the Army. I was an Army brat and a grandson to an Air Force brat. I've moved 24 times in 48 years. I happen to be a Texan by, by association. So I went, to, I went to college at Texas A&M University. I've been assigned twice to Fort Hood, Texas. I love the Texas Hill Country. I love Texas barbecue. It is just a phenomenal place to be. But I'm also in what I think is the center of the universe right now for in terms of uh, human resources, I'm here at Fort Knox, Kentucky. It's my fourth time at Fort Knox, Kentucky as a soldier. I enlisted in 1989 and went to basic training here. As a lieutenant, I came here to train. As a captain, I came here to train. And now I'm stationed here. And Kentucky's a bit of home to me. I, if I could have two, that would be it, Fort Hood and Fort Knox. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clarencejobs.com.